Welcome to the Baseball Show, Chicago's only interactive nightly show focused on the Cubs, the White Sox, and Major League Baseball. On radio, on app, on podcast. Listen to the show your way on ESPN 1000 or the new ESPN Chicago app. The Baseball Show, presented by Goose Island Beer Company on Chicago's home for sports. ESPN 1000. Baseball show on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. I'm Chris Black along with Adam Abdallah. If you want to watch the show, you can on Twitch, ESPN 1000 Chicago. You can also talk baseball with us for the next hour right here on ESPN 1000. The phone number is 312-332-3776. As we take a look at... What we have going on in town right now in the third inning, the Cubs lead the Cardinals 2-0. Caratini in the top of the second with a uh, single to center that scored Schwarber and Contreras. The Cubs lead 2-0 on the Cardinals right now in the second game of a doubleheader, which the Cubs lost the first game earlier today. The Cardinals win 9-3 to over the Cubs uh, earlier today. In the first game of the doubleheader, Elk Mills was terrible. In the first game. Well, yeah, Alec Mills was terrible, but how about the offense? Just two hits in the entire game. They score three runs. They score uh, they off of a home run in the first inning and a home run in the bottom of the seventh inning, and that that was it. And then in between that, you had 20 outs of just nothing. So to me, it's, you know, yeah, Alec Mills was, wasn't good and gave up a bunch of runs, but also at the same time, where's this offense been? You know, right now, you look at today, they're only in the third inning. Uh, in the middle of the third inning, the Cubs are actually the the road team in this game, so they've already batted three times in the middle of the third inning. Uh, and all they have are two hits. Carantini singled and scored uh, Schwarber and Contreras, and that's it. So you've got you've played, you know, ten innings right now, and you have five hits on the day. Yeah, and so here in the second game uh, today at Wrigley Field for the Chicago Cubs, obviously uh, the two all lead good at this point because what we saw in the the first game in the first inning. Uh, Carpenter with the grand slam off Mills early. And then Hap gives you the, the home run, the leadoff home run. Ian Hap has been fantastic mm-hmm. as of late for the Chicago Cubs. You mentioned Amdala basically then going no hit all the way till the seventh because they're playing to the seventh inning in these double headers to make up games. Um, not a good offensive performance from the Chicago Cubs in this second game here in the double header. Obviously off to a better start and we will see. What takes place with Albert Azalea on the mound for the Cubs tonight? And we'll see kind of how this goes as a bit of a tough weekend with the Brewers. The Cardinals come to town. They've dropped a couple of games. And now it kind of gets back to the same conversation we've been having here on the baseball show. Are the Cubs as good as the record shows? Or were they just beating the competition that they had to in front of them? Some of the teams beating up on bad teams that they've faced to this point, now facing some more challenging opponents in the Brewers and the Cardinals, and things are starting to even out for them. Well, yeah, and then you look at you know what's coming up next for the Cubs is you've got the day off tomorrow, and then after that, the White Sox go to Wrigley, and the White Sox have been pounding the ball right now. So that's not a team when your pitching is struggling the way it is, when your offense is struggling the way it is. 
that's not a team you want to face right now. That a team that's that's pitching well, but also they're just mashing the ball like you wouldn't believe. So we'll keep our eyes on the Cubs and the Cardinals. Bottom three at Wrigley, two nothing Cubs with the lead. But as Abdallah alluded to, the White Sox, and that gets to our first pitch tonight. The first pitch. Play ball. Throwing out the first pitch, and I have to say, this was rather impressive. On the baseball show. Right. There's your first pitch, and then some. On ESPN 1000. Well, last night for the Chicago White Sox, Tim Anderson was awesome. And the Sox win the game yesterday 10-4. to And what we've been talking about is this is a week for the White Sox to make some noise. Put some space in between them and the mediocre teams in the AL Central. And make sure that you're a playoff team after this week, right? You get the Tigers, beat up on the Tigers, which they did last night in the last couple of outings. And then you face the Cubs at the end of the week. Cubs and White Sox, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. You have an opportunity here to play some good baseball tonight for the White Sox. 7-10 start at guaranteed rate. Casey Mize makes his Major League debut for the Tigers. And Dane Dunning makes his Major League debut for the Chicago White Sox, who are 11 and uh, 13 and 11 heading into this matchup. Yeah, and like you mentioned, a big week. This is probably the biggest stretch of games, but not only just this week because you have two more games against the uh, the Tigers. You have tonight and then tomorrow is a day game. Then you face the Cubs for three, but then more teams you should beat. You should take you know, you should beat the Pirates twice. You should beat Kansas City two out of three times. The Twins are going to be tough, but then it's right back again. Kansas City for four, Pittsburgh for two, and then Detroit for three. This is a team that has continued to, to hit. Ever since they, they lost two games uh, in the doubleheader, they got swept out of the doubleheader by the Cardinals. After that, seven runs, seven runs, and then ten runs yesterday against the Tigers. And again tonight, you've got two pitchers making their debut. You don't really know what to expect, how long these guys are each going to be going, how much of the bullpen is going to be used for the Tigers. But if you can jump on a guy who's making his debut early, you can shake him up early and get him out of that game early as well. You can capitalize again and win another ball game. You know, you question if you're a Sox fan, you look at why has this team played well as of late? Obviously, the bats ha- have been able to help you out there. But how about this stat? Um, starting pitching for the Chicago White Sox, they own a 2.85 ERA over the last 19 games. The first five games of the season, they had a 12.64 ERA. So for the course of the last uh, few uh, weeks here the the rotation for the Sox is starting to correct itself and they've even had the deal with injury but Keiko Giolito and how about Dylan Cease yesterday once again putting together consistent starts for the White Sox and he's really starting to give me encouragement that this team if they make the playoffs have enough starting pitching to at least be competitive it was worrisome at the start of the season that maybe it was just going to be Giolito and Keiko. But if you can add Dylan Cease and what we saw him do yesterday, this White Sox lineup may have a chance. This, this rotation may give the lineup a chance to excel in the playoffs. Yeah, six and a third, uh, two earned runs, three strikeouts, five hits. And you're right, he's put together a decent you know, few games here. You know, the last game, he uh, he went six innings, gave up one earned run. The game before that, no earned runs. The game before that, two earned runs. Really only yeah. his bad start was to open the season on the back on the 28th of July, that loss uh, to the Indians. But other than that, after going only two and a third innings after that, he's had consistent quality starts, you know, that five-inning one against the, uh, the Indians. But they ended up winning the game two to nothing. So it was a tight game. The bullpen came through in that game as well. 
he's put together, and yeah, you're right. He can be a quality third guy for you to go to in the bullpen or in the in the rotation. And if you've got three guys, yeah, you can compete. Now the hitting needs to keep up. The bullpen is going to be there for the White Sox, but you always questioned: Are they anything past Giolito and Keiko? And if Cease can be dependable. You're right. They can do something in the playoffs. They can make win a first-round match. For the well, it, it was a conversation we were having on Monday night on the show because Gio Gonzalez was on the mound for the White Sox. Mm-hmm. And he went out and gave you a nice performance, right? And, and that's kind of all you're asking from Gio Gonzalez. And if Dylan Cease can turn into a solid number three for this rotation, and that's kind of how he's pitching at the moment, uh, to me, I'm thrilled as a Sox fan. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what you have to look at here because who knows what we get from Dane Dunning making his major league debut tonight on the South side. But okay, we have Giolito got to figure it out a little rocky at times, but, but he's been decent. Uh, Dallas Keuchel has been fantastic Mm -hmm. and Dylan Cease really allowing you to get to the point where if Gio Gonzalez is not having a great outing, it's okay. And then whatever we get from Dunning to kind of figure out and, and, and to figure this rotation, this five-man unit going forward throughout this season, this short season, which by the time we get to Monday of next week, we'll be halfway through. So this Cubs-Sox series is going to be huge this weekend because it's going to enter us into the halfway point of this 60-game season. I'm feeling great about the rotation at this moment. We know the bullpen's good for the Southsiders, and we know that this lineup's going to hit. At the moment, uh, the lineup overall, they're fifth in baseball in home runs. We've seen that. Uh, we've seen them excel in OPS. They're ninth in average. They're eighth in runs scored. They're thirteenth above average offense from the Chicago White Sox. Now they just need the starting rotation to go with it. We know the bullpen's good, but this team can make the playoffs. They are playing like it right now, and I have positive vibes for this team heading into the second half of this season. How about this weekend? You've got on Friday, you've got Dallas Keuchel against John Lester, Gio Gonzalez against Kyle Hendricks. I mean, those are two games that really puts the test of these two teams together where you've got, you know, your grizzled veteran in big John Lester against oh, Dallas yeah. Keuchel, and then you've got Gio Gonzalez against Kyle Hendricks, who, you know, has had some ups and downs this season, as has Gio Gonzalez, two guys that are still trying to figure it out right now. And Kyle Hendricks' last game was in the, one of the double headers, and he pitched well, but the offense just wasn't there for him once again. So that's uh, the latest on the White Sox. That's our first pitch tonight here on the baseball show. Chris Black, Adam Abdallah with you every night at 6 o'clock right here on ESPN 1000 talking baseball. If you want to join the conversation, you can call us at 312-332-3776. Coming up next, I want to talk to you about this. Um, did you see again last night Fernando Tatis Jr.? Uh, with a big lead, the Padres were up big, and he is stealing third base against the pitcher who threw at his teammate the night before because of the grand slam that he hit when the Padres were up the night before that everyone was all upset about. This guy is awesome. The unwritten rules of baseball and Fernando Tatis Jr. Is it time for that to all change? Is it a breath of fresh air to the sport of baseball? I think it is. It's Chris Black, Adam Abdal. We'll talk about it next. This is the baseball show. This, this, this is Chicago's home, home for, sports. for sports. ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. Tonight's baseball show is brought to you by Lassen's Tap in Homewood. Stop in and grab a couple of Goose Island White Sox Golden Nails tonight. Lassen's Tap in Homewood is a proud 
White Sox official bar. And it is an excellent place to catch a White Sox game. Cubs, Sox, and so much more. This is the Baseball Show. Presented by Goose Island Beer Company. On ESPN 1000. And the ESPN Chicago app. Fernando Tatis Jr. is off to one of the great starts to a baseball season that we've seen from a young player. But he is ruffling feathers. Old-timey feathers, but feathers are being ruffled. Isn't that implied when you say ruffling feathers? Doesn't the statement ruffling feathers mean you're angering olds? No, not necessarily. If you ruffle feathers, I assume that you are angering, like Tyler producing the show is 16 years old right now. Are you and saying no feathers? No, no. I'm just saying if I were to do something to make Tyler he's not mad. 16. Okay, he's 23, whatever. You know what I mean. Go along with the bit. But, but pe- people think he's really like underage working he's here. Got a, he's got a worker's permit. His parents had to sign it. Got my license last week. Nice. But- How's that going for you? A little choppy on the roads, but. So if I said that I was angry, How's your parallel Tyler, parking? Needs work. He's got one of those you cars that does it for him. You would. <laughs> if I said that I was angering Tyler in any way, I would not say that I was ruffling his feathers. What would you say? I would say that I am angering Tyler. No, no, no. no. Younger obs- people are triggered. Older people, nah, yes, young, feathers younger are people ruffled. aren't yes. triggered. Younger people are making fun of older people when they say triggered. That's true. That's very true. Like, it, it, like I haven't heard anyone on the station say that they're triggered yet, but I'm sure if and when that happens, if someone says like, hey, I'm triggered or someone's triggered, I'm guessing it would come from an older individual. Captain J. Hood every day at 7 a.m. That's I just a good got plug. the promo in. I just yeah, wanted to get the yeah, promo. Yeah, right, right, exactly. Just wanted to get the promo in. But so, I think that when you say ruffle feathers, you're implying that you're 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 angering the baseball old. Well, no, like, and this is what Fernando Tatis Jr. is doing to this point in the season. Uh, through 25 games, he has 11 home runs. He's scored 23 runs. He's had 28 RBI. He has six steals. Um, his slash line is 310, 384, 710. Uh, his Weighted runs created plus is 187. Uh, he also plays the game with flair. He has fun. Uh, and he's a part of a team that's young and up and coming. And he's exactly what you want in baseball. Mm-hmm. He's exactly what you would want. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, some people and in, in those in the game, uh, managers in the game, suggest that him hustling, playing baseball, and continuing to play throughout the duration of the game, no matter what the the score is, is bad for the game because he is ruffling their feathers of the unwritten rules of baseball. Well, tough. Tough. Deal with it. Sorry. You're old and you're gonna be you're you're slowly being pushed out of this game and managers are getting younger. You think you think if if Tatis was on the Cubs? Let's just say, for instance, I'm not going to do the if he wasn't traded by the White Sox. Let's just say he's on the Cubs. Okay. You think David Ross is going after him at the end of the game? No. And saying you can't don't don't swing on a 3-0 pitch? No. Do you think he's not do- at least at least if he said something to him afterwards, being like, "Hey, man, we gave you the take sign. When we give you the take sign, take the take the pitch." Right? Do you think afterwards he's throwing him under the bus? He's throwing his player under the bus? Absolutely not. No, I don't think so. 
Uh, David Ross, though, I think is the type of manager because we saw with Javi Baez last week when he had a, a gaffe at the dish where he didn't run. Yeah. David Ross didn't really do any. Because these are adults. They don't, he, he need, to be, do they don't need a talking to. Well, and I don't I mean, think Tatis needs a talking to either. Of course not. You know why? Because he was playing a game. He was competing. You know what's the stupidest thing in baseball? Not competing. When, when people get upset that you're competing. Guess what? You suck. That's How about why. This? No, no. This is why. Nope. He had a grand slam. You know why? Ranger, pitcher, who I'm not going to learn your you name. Because you're terrible. Listen, you're awful. You, you know, know why? Because you stink. You wanna... That's why. Because he is much better than you. I'm sorry that that ruffles your manager's feathers because he's not playing the right way. You know how you play the right way? Get him out. Do you want to know how you get Tatis to not swing at a 3-0 pitch? You, do the, you, you, put, you wave your white flag and you put in your positional player to pitch. That's when you know it's over. That's when you're not trying. But this dude's throwing sliders and trying to get a dude out. And he, listen, you can't find the strike zone. I'm going to hit. You're trying. You're still trying to throw sliders. You're still trying to get me out. I've seen leads evaporate. The game's not over till it's over. Last I checked, I, I agree with you. So, th- so this has uh, brought Tatis Jr. into the forefront, and I think it's kind of helped his notoriety in baseball because uh, guys like us hosting the baseball show here on ESPN 1000, mm-hmm. younger baseball fans, mm-hmm. we look at it and we say we like that. We want more of that. Let's get some of that in baseball. And thus, I ask you this because I was listening to Cap and Jay Hood earlier today and Danny Zetterman during Shot or No Shot asked them the question about the face of baseball. And I think it was an interesting conversation because there is room for someone like Fernando Tatis Jr. to take the mantle, the championship belt of being the face of baseball because I don't think baseball has a face right now. A lot of people want to point to Mike Trout. Mike Trout's that not is the a, face of baseball. That is a terrible face for baseball and just because nobody knows anything about him. I believe Cap what, gave what do the we reasoning. Know, what that, do we know about Trout? We I'm, know that he is like the greatest player of this generation, if likes, not one of the greatest players ever, and we know nothing about him. He likes Subway. Okay, he was on a Subway ad campaign, and all we know is that he has a buzz cut hairdo. Well, right? I, like, that's I all believe we know. Cap made the argument that he can't be because he's on the West Coast and no one sees his games. But last I checked, San Diego is on the West Coast. Yeah, and I've watched many Padres games. I've watched many Angels games uh, the, to this uh, start of the season. And I think outside of the, the Sox and the Cubs, I've seen if there's one team I've watched the most of to this point in the year, it's the Oakland Athletics, who are one of the best teams in baseball. And, you know, so like... That has nothing to do with that. They're on the West Coast. I'm watching them on FS1, on mm-hmm. ESPN1, on normal ESPN, ESPN2. I'm watching them on the MLB network. There is Fox has, a, you know, there is the consumption of West Coast of baseball course. players if you want to go find it. Of course. I think that Fernando Tatis can be the face of baseball. He can be. I think that I'm not saying that he needs to keep doing it for longer or whatever, but he hasn't done enough yet i still think it's guys like and i don't think there is a singular face i think it's a culmination of guys like or combination i mean of guys like aaron judge guys like mookie betts guys like that some you know guys like it you know to some extent 
um, some of these some of these uh, uh, pitchers coming in too. Like some of these pitchers. Like I'm not saying you Darvish is a face of of baseball, but some of these these better pitchers that we've seen for a while that get the exposure. Like when you get a big game on Fox, right? When you get like. Like this game against um, for the Cubs and, and and White Sox on Friday. I don't think it's on national TV, but if you were to broadcast John Lester and Dallas Keuchel, those are two big names. Are they the face of baseball? No, but those are the games you promote. I always consider the faces of the sport the ones where it's like to compare it to football. If it's like Aaron Rodgers and the Packers versus Khalil Mack and the Bears, right. you know, it's like it's whoever name that they say before the team name. Or the, the, the picture that they're showing during the commercial of the guys. I'm know? always going to lean towards the concept that with baseball, the pitcher is so difficult to be the face yeah. of the sport. Because, because you don't see him every day. Well, if you're buying a ticket, I get it, in normal times, you're not guaranteed to see that, that player perform. And I get it. There are, there are players in the lineup who don't play every day. Mm-hmm. But a pitcher is so much more difficult. Like... For a pitcher to be a face of baseball, you you have to be Hall of Fame level, and you have to have some kind of, uh, not necessarily gimmick, but there has to be some style to what you do. Like Pedro Martinez. Pedro yeah. was a Hall of Famer, and we knew it at the time. Jerry Curl. But he was also doing it in a way that had swag. Mm-hmm. And like they would Before also swag was a they, thing. They, in they would also really. show yeah. like on all the broadcasts how his fingers, you know that like how his two lead uh in his index finger mm-hmm. and his ring finger or his middle finger would be able to bend like all like freakishly up like he had this appeal where it was like we know we're seeing someone pitch who's like a once in generation type mm-hmm. of guy like I don't even think Verlander gives you that pop. No. Like we know Verlander's no, a Hall of Verlander, Famer. Verlander, one of these old school guys too. I think these guys are being like, phased out. These like, old school guys aren't going to be the face of baseball because they don't embrace new baseball. Uh, Max Scherzer, he'll be a Hall of Famer, but he, okay. like, where's the pop? Where's the pizzazz there? So let, let's ask this question: three one two three three two three seven seven six. If we give you a, a list of names, who is the face of baseball? Is it Mike Trout? Is it Fernando Tatis Jr.? Is it Bryce Harper, who's mm-hmm. having a fantastic year for the Phillies. Is it Aaron Judge? Is it Aaron Judge because not only is he an imposing force at the dish, he's also one of the best he's on one of the best teams in baseball, which probably helps as well. Um who like, is it if you had to narrow down the list? I automatically go to like if I'm looking at this and I'm like, all right, I want to see some dudes, right? So I go to the ESPN MLB stat page, right? And I yeah. immediately go to home runs. Yep. Cause cause the people love dingers. What did I say yesterday? Hit dingers and crush beers. Sure. So right now, obviously, we know the leader is Fernando Tatis Jr. Then it's Mike Trout, Mookie Betts, and Aaron Judge. I think that those are four guys that you could point to are right now the faces of baseball. Like if you were to, if there were to be an All Star game at the midway point, start you know on Monday when we get the thirty games, and it's the midway point, those four guys would be in the commercial. Like, those four guys would be whatever cool graphics they want to put behind them or whatever. Those four guys would be the, it would be Fernando, it would be Tatis, and then, like, Trout would be running and doing something. And then, like, Judge would be, like, towering over skyscrapers as they, like, you know, because they all have to ascend on a place. Like, those all always, like, the Fox promos for the All-Star game where they're all, like, coming from their given cities. Yes. And so Aaron Judge would be, like, the like the big guy. And then, like, Mookie Betts would be, you know, flying in from L.A. or whatever, whatever he, however he wants to get there. But my point is those four guys would be 
the featured players. And then you'd throw in a Cub, so you'd probably... You'd, Wait, why are you just throwing in a Cub? No, because You're just you, assuming you get a Cub? Which no, player is on that level? I'm saying that... There's you, no player on the Cubs not right that's now. on the level no, of but the if I'm making an Trout, all-star Harper, game, Tatis, Judge, Betts... If I'm Judge, making an Betts. all-star game promo, I got to put the I got to put a Chicago market in there, so maybe I'm putting Ian Tim Happ? Anderson. Nope, Tim Ian Anderson. Ha- oh, all right, Tim, Tim Anderson. Anderson. I mean, Anderson's giving you production. And, yeah. And, Right now, Ian Happ's, um, let's see, his uh, weighted runs created plus from Fangraphs. He's ninth in baseball. Fernando Tatis Jr., Mike Trout, Mookie Betts, and Ian Happ. Ian Happ. Well, it's like, not Chris Bryant. Hey, guys. It's, it, it's the, not Javi Baez. It was Javi Baez. Uh, it used to be Javi Baez. You would like it to be Javi Baez. I would still Baez. like it to be Javi it's Baez. It's not Javi Baez. Not right, right now. now. Not the way he's performing. So those are the five. Are those are the five names then? Trout, Harper, Tatis. Judge and Betts? No, Ian Happ. No, Ian Happ's no. Get out of here, Happ. But he's performing. No, he is right now. Let's get a head. larger sample size, okay. please. Can All we right, have a larger sample size? Uh, 312-332-3776. My, I keep rubbing my hand because there's definitely something sticky over here on the desk. It's probably sanitizer. Like, there's so know, much man. sanitizer I don't know. There's this. something over here. On the desk. Um, coming up, sorry if I yelled also in that segment. I, I just want to apologize to you guys. I, the, the unwritten rules of baseball just really. Twitch, uh, twitch.tv slash ESPN 1000. Just really annoy me. Chicago. They're, you're, what are they pretty, you're pretty hyped. Well, I, it's just so frustrating. Like, all the old time baseball guy does is complain about how not enough people pay attention to their sport. Mm-hmm. And the moment you pay attention to their sport and you have fun, they get all bent out of shape. Dude. It is so frustrating. Hit so dingers, that's why that's why I had beers. to get upset there. I want to ask dingers, you about people watching beers. baseball. We talked about it last night. We had a lot of good callers on this topic. Yeah. Um, I think the conversation should continue. Why are baseball ratings up? Is it because of the 60-game schedule? Is it because of what has gone on with the sport and them being able to limit the doubleheader games to seven innings? Why are you interested in baseball this season? We'll talk about it next. The Baseball Show with Black and Abdallah. On Chicago's home for sports. ESPN 1000. Every ESPN Chicago app. Tonight's Baseball Show is brought to you by Lassen's Tap and Homewood. Stop in and grab a couple of Goose Island White Sox gold nails tonight. Lassen's Tap and Homewood is a proud official White Sox bar and is an excellent place to watch a Sox game. Four balls, knee strikes, a double play, and one. Place to hear the baseball show with Black and Abdallah. This is ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. The baseball show. Presented by Goose Island Beer Company. saw this story yesterday the headline is major league baseball attracting younger tv viewers this season per front office sports espn's up 69 percent with 18 to 34 year old men in major league baseball viewers 83 percent among women from 18 to 34 years old so they kind of look at all of baseball and the numbers for baseball across the board on all of the networks is up in this season the article talks about uh, performances in large markets from teams like the New York Yankees, Los Angeles Dodgers, Chicago Cubs, and also ESPN posting strong early numbers in the season, opening day and opening night 
baseball, Sunday night baseball, Monday night baseball, and Wednesday night baseball on ESPN, averaging 1.2 million viewers, which is up 29% from last season in Major League Baseball. So the important numbers here, Abdallah, ESPN is up 69%, 18 to 34, 83% women, 18 to 34, 57% adults 18 to 49. So across all of the demographics, TV viewing of baseball is up. And I think a lot of this has to do with 60 games and every game meaning so much, giving people a reason, incentive to tune in each and every night. Yeah, I I think that it it does have a lot to do with the urgency of the season, the urgency of each game, how every game matters. Every game is worth whatever, three point, whatever, some odd games. Uh, So when you're... When you lose a game or when you go on a three-game losing streak, it's almost like going on a nine-game losing streak. I do think it has a little bit to do with people being starved for sports, but that doesn't explain why the NBA ratings have been down. Maybe it's because the NBA was kind of more of like a seeding tournament, and now that the playoff games have started, maybe those ratings will increase. Now that, you know, you're into the... Because we all kind of knew, like, the Lakers didn't really do do anything to be the number one seed. They were going to have the one seed. Like, the only thing people worry about was the eighth seed in the West. Everything else was kind of determined except for a few, like, different seedings. But if you're in the playoffs, you're in the playoffs, right? Whereas now you've got empty stadiums. You know, you've got... Wrigley is empty right now. So those people that aren't at the games might be watching the games. Um, People that would normally be doing other things with their summer, maybe vacationing or, you know, uh, going out to bars or going out to restaurants or not comfortable doing that. So they're staying home more and there's not any new, there's some new programming, but they're usually during the summer, there really isn't any new like programming. You know what I mean? Like the, the networks usually run out those, like those wacky game shows, like Holy Moly and, you know, all those shows that, that are kind of like celebrity run games and things, but there's you think no that's like wacky. Uh, to me, it's a very serious miniature golf show. I don't think that people are watching baseball because <laughs> I can't. Let's I, go to Will in Virginia. Just, You're can't. on ESPN 1000. What's up, Will? I can't. <laughs> hey, what's up, guys? So, yeah, I kind of thought, you know, with baseball, I think what's kind of making it more popular maybe right now amongst, like, my generation, basically, as a 31-year-old, I do think it's the 60 games. Every game kind of counts. The DH is kind of a cool thing now. Um yeah, I just, and it's like, I'm not even necessarily a fan of all the changes. I don't mind the DH really, but even I was like, I don't mind the uniqueness of having the pitcher in the NL, the DH in the AL, or, uh, you know, I don't like the extra inning rule, but I get where people like the two and a half hours. You mentioned it last night, and I, I do think that's probably why it's doing so well. I do think, too, that, I don't, I don't know if you guys or someone else mentioned it last night about how, it's on TV. People aren't able to go to games, but they're able to at least watch them on TV. So I just feel like those are definitely some of the, uh, you know, why the game is kind of trending upward, I guess, amongst like this generation. Appreciate the phone call, Will. I, you know, the, the thing with, um, with that, I, I, I think baseball may have stumbled into something here. I think that the urgency is, is the main reason. I think that fans know... I don't have 162 of these where, like, I can maybe not watch, like, 65 of them, 70 well, back, of them. It's background noise, right? Yeah, exactly. And now it's, oh, no, the Cubs lost 
you know, three out of four to the Cardinals, and now they're they were up six games, and now in a span of two days, after playing a couple double headers and a single game, they're back. You know, it's, the division is tighter. I think also you've got two teams from each division that are going to make the playoffs, which means more teams are still technically in this race than in normal times. You know, you've got this expanded playoffs, so you've got if you've got look at the standings that we went through last night. All of these teams and all of the second place teams are also in contention along with a couple wild card teams. So you've got more, um, te- more fans invested than normally because if you look at the, you know, like we went through the, the standings yesterday where you would normally have like the Cubs right now are in first place. The Cardinals are three and a half games out. Maybe you've got to, or the Dodgers are, are in first place and the Rockies are four games out. And the Arizona Diamondbacks are four and a half games out. The Padres are only five games out. You've got four out of five of those teams are in contention for the playoffs right now. Whereas normally you might have Rockies and Diamondbacks and Padres fans who would normally be focused on the wild card spot being like, hey, I got to watch these games because two teams make the playoffs this year in this expanded playoffs where we're taking two teams from each division. Top six, Cubs and Cardinals. It's two to one now. Kisner with a sack fly. O'Neill scores for the Cardinals in the bottom of the fifth. Cubs are only up one. Let's go to Alex and Wheeling. You're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Alex? Hey, guys. How you doing? Good, man. What do you got? Yeah, I just want to say, like, I'm 24 years old. I've stopped watching baseball completely. I used to be a huge fan, but every year having had, like, having to hear the same discussion that a dude bat flips and that's warranting some guy throwing at him or all these unwritten rules now that we have to keep following every decade really got annoying. I think adding on the contract disputes this year kind of pushed me over the edge. Like I'll watch a playoff game when there is fans because that environment's pretty crazy, but I don't care about 162. I don't really care about any of the players anymore aside for like baseball cards reason. Um, And like I saw the Cubs win and that was good for me. And now it's just like, why do I have to keep watching to keep hearing about dudes? complaining that some guy flipped him um, for a home run when, like, he threw a bad pitch. This is, like, grown men acting like babies. Um, There's plenty of other things. Like, I love hockey. I get my fix from there. UFC, Formula One, a bunch of other sports, especially right now. Um, So I don't even see a reason to go back to baseball. So, Alex, you're not watching it all this season? No. I mean, I'll, I'll tune in for scores maybe on Google to see, but, like, my screen time has gone down by, like, 95% from last year. That's interesting. Thanks for the call, Alex. We appreciate mm-hmm. it. You know, mm-hmm. like, and that's the other thing that baseball, it hurts baseball because there's so much of it that you, like you were saying, 162, you can kind of get around to it at some point. You don't, you know, the urgency of, I have to see it. And someone like Alex, who's young, say, well, I'll find out the scores. You know, like the other thing that I've always thought with baseball when they say, why do young people not like it? My response is always like, well, you know, it is the one sport you can theoretically read about and kind of know almost everything yeah. about the game because the box score tells you exactly what takes place. And I know there's the old adage that any day you watch a baseball game, you'll see oh, something for the first time. Anything can happen. Well, well, was I think that also- the, is that the voice of someone who also gets their feathers ruffled? Yes, it was. Yes. I think also what you have to look at, too, is with baseball, this is their perfect situation. And I'm wondering if these numbers drop, like I mentioned, because the NBA playoffs have started and more people go back to baseball or go back to the NBA and go back to the NHL because the playoffs have started for both leagues right now. And because I think that 
baseball has always done itself a disservice, right? Where you start your season and for like a month, everybody's like, cool, baseball's back. Wait, the NBA playoffs are on and I'm going to watch that now. And then at the end of your season, when you have your playoff games, your end of the season, and then your playoff games are during the NFL season. Yeah. Like that shouldn't be happening. Because you're, regardless of your game, regardless of World Series game, whatever it is, you're not going to beat the NFL. You're not going to do it. And trust me, in a year where we've been starved from sports for as long as we were starved from sports before, as soon as the NFL starts, then they're planning to start that right after Labor Day like they normally do. And assuming they start after Labor Day, I bet these numbers go down again because people are going to be watching football. And if there's no college football early, they're going to be watching football on Thursday, on Saturday, on Sunday, and on Monday. So I wonder if these numbers continue to rise up the way that, or to stay steady like this with these high of increases when we get to a football season. Nate tweets the show at Chris Black and at Adam A. Abdallah says 100% correct. This proves that we all want a shortened MLB season. 100 games would be awesome. May to August, playoffs in September. Yeah. I think that makes a lot of sense. I think you could do 100 games and do a couple of You could do a combination of 100 games and do some seven-inning doubleheaders. Have your playoffs end before the football season starts, people. How hard? Own the summer. It's the summer. Own it. Like you could be the only sport that's going on. You could have you could have the NBA playoffs happen, and then once they're done, you could be the only thing people talk about until the NFL starts. And you could have your most important games leading up to football, and you would win all the ratings. Like you wouldn't have these. Well, people will watch this Jets and Dolphins game over a World Series game. Do we have those conversations? People, when we compare ratings, you're like, oh, well, the average, well, the NFL, the average NFL always outrates everything. So don't have your games during NFL I, I games. I don't think the problem with baseball is the World Series ratings. The World Series rate pretty well. The problem with baseball is getting people to tune in for all 162 games. We'll continue taking your calls on this at 312-332-3776. Also, our stat of the night. The Baseball Show. On Chicago's home for sports. ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. Tonight's Baseball Show is brought to you by Lassen's Tap in Homewood. Stop in and grab a couple of Goose Island White Sox gold nails tonight. Lassen's Tap in Homewood is a proud official White Sox bar and is an excellent place to watch a Sox game. You're listening to Black and Abdallah. This is the Baseball Show. Cubs, socks, and so much more. Presented by Goose Island Beer Company. This is ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. these great stats we, stats. Haven't, we haven't gotten stats. to we we have one stats. for the sad of the night coming up just a second i have this column from uh fan graphs about mookie betts Ooh. how he has uh, through his first seven seasons in major league baseball 
He's like 19th in war as far as uh, some of the all-time greats when we're looking at Ted See, Williams. That's why I mentioned him as one of the faces of baseball. Yeah, I'm, I'm mad at so myself. Good. Like we, we had this to get to that, that Mookie Betts through his first seven seasons is building a case to Cooperstown. You can find it on Fangraphs. Well, Chris, I wanted to talk to you about it, and Chris, I forgot Betts Chris, as far as one of the faces of Chris, baseball. Chris. I was mad about that. Did you know yeah. that, like baseball, the baseball show – is every day. Well, yeah. So you want me to save this for tomorrow? I'm not saying you list? have to like. Fill, you don't have to like jam it in there today. Well, Pujols was number two. Number three, I, Mike Trout. What is he doing? At this point, it. What? what, what it, I said you can right. wait till you can wait. All right. And you can save that. That's a great conversation. I also have a uh, piece here about Fernando Tatis Jr. and the fact that he is leading now. Uh, coming into today, after last night's games, he leads the majors in stolen bases. Uh, runs in homers and RBI. Uh, there has never been a player in Major League Baseball since 1920 to lead in the season all four of those categories. Now, see, that would have been good in the face of baseball conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. well, I thought we would get to it as a different point in the show. But that would so. have been good to like back up your argument if you're arguing for Tatis being the face of baseball. Like, if you're gonna, if I was grading your your research paper. Yeah, and like you just left this stuff out I, as a teacher. Yeah, I'd been like, well, where's Pearl all the Elias? Uh, there are three players that finished the season ranked in the top three in all four and all four of those categories. The names are Hank Aaron in 1963, Willie Mays in 1955, and good old George George Sisler See, in 1920. What you did is you wrote a research paper, but it turned into an opinion piece, and like so. those were that's the meat I needed in this research paper sandwich right but you right. just gave me a bunch of opinion well, i needed facts well and i needed so, a bibliography where's the bibliography chris and then i also had a, a third one about ian happ and his uh Again, created plus we talked about him in yeah. the face of baseball conversation his, his slash line coming into today incredible 313 what? 439 627 through 22 games and what he's been doing at the plate for the Cubs and batting leadoff, maybe they found their leadoff Where guy. was this two segments ago? Well, I mean, it, it was actually all prep for a segment that we're going to do nightly called First to Third. First, right. first to Third. He is safe! Bryce Harper goes from first to third on a ground out. Black and Abdallah. Burning around second base. Go first to third. All the way from one corner to another. Not stopping in second. He's going to try for third. And the throw is not in time. Able to go all the way from first to third on a wild pitch. First, first, first to third. On the baseball show on ESPN 1000. Yes, that's a good open. That's a good open right yeah, there. Yeah, but, but I already gave you the uh, the content for it. And so that's that's that. Yeah. So that's first Am I to being third. punked right now? Are we doing a show? Is this a meeting about a show? No, is this I'm, a I'm show within you. a show? I'm telling you the stuff that we is didn't get like to. Is there like a camera? Is there a confessional no. camera I can go into? No. What are we no, doing? A, what do you mean? What are we doing? I did, that's just the you, segment. Why didn't you play the segment and then give those stats? What, why are you doing this? We don't, do we even have time for stat of the night right now? Of course do we? we do. Yes. Let's go to the stat of the night. Is this the office? Jambi's on base percentage with 476. Stat of the night. Damon's on base, 324. Almeida's was 291. On the baseball show. Add that up and you get... Want me to speak? What point do you get? 1092. On ESPN 1000. Tonight's stat of the night is 1.50. And that's you Darvish's walk rate to this point in the season... Hugh Darvish was outstanding last night. Six innings pitch, gave up eight hits, one run, one earned, one walk, 
seven strikeouts. His ERA is 1.80. He's now 4-1 and one on the season. Last night, Yu Darvish pitched like the ace the Cubs were uh, getting when they signed him in the first place a couple seasons ago. Yu Darvish, his 1.50 walk rate is our stat of the night. He's been been lights out for the last 1920 games going back to the second half of last season i thought that if you were going to give a u darvish stat i thought your stat of the night was going to be 249 and what's 249 you ask what is 249 i ask well u darvish has decided that he's going to slow down his progress or not his progress but his game he's going to take his time in between each pitch and 249 is how many minutes it took to play a damn nine inning baseball game yesterday four hours and nine minutes to play nine innings of baseball i get it you pitch better when you pitch slower i understand that but as a viewer as a consumer of baseball yesterday while i've got Lillard against the Lakers, and I've got Blackhawks in an elimination game, and then I switch over to that. It was easily one of the most boring baseball games I've ever watched. Great pitch pitching outing, great outing from you, Darvish. He's doing amazing things. Boring as hell. Could not believe the game was still going. Four Kept hours back and, and nine forth. minutes. He's still pitching. They're still the going? Second, I'm like the second intermission. This is game happening? is still going on. I would imagine the the doubleheader today is probably going to be less. Well, no, less that time. first that first game of the doubleheader dragged. That game dragged. It, yeah, it, it took at uh, times. It was like 120 to like 415. I mean, they're already in the sixth. Now, yeah, this so. game's going a little faster. Well, there's less runs. All right, uh, that's Adam Abdallah. I'm Chris Black. This is uh, the baseball show. We're back in two minutes. With Black and Abdallah right here on ESPN 1000. From Wrigley on the north to guaranteed rate on the south. This is the baseball show on ESPN 1000. Chicago's home for sports.